0: So what's your name? Introduce yourself.
1: Lauren Ballot, Habakkuk Recruitment.
0: So what do you love about your job?
1: I love being an entrepreneur. I love paving the way and leading and inspiring.
0: What do you hate about your job?
1: Um, Sometimes having to be the authoritative figure. Um, So in order to grow a business, you need to set targets and KPIs and hold people accountable. And that's part of the role that I struggle because
0: What's a talent most people don't know about you?
1: Uh, a talent, um, a hidden talent, I used to love dancing so I'm a bit of a, I used to be a little bit of a raver so I like a dance, I'd so say I'm good at dancing.
0: What's your favourite colour?
1: Um, I like white because it's just clear and clean and I like turquoise blue as well.
0: What's your best skill set?
1: I'm innovative so I can think on my feet. And I can adapt quickly to a situation, because if you're growing a business, you need to be agile and flexible to move with with what your clients are saying, what your customers are saying. So, yeah.
0: What are you really bad at?
1: Taking situations like these seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, sometimes I get nervous giggles or, yeah, and that's, is it a bad thing? No,
0: that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, when I
1: get nervous, I giggle.
0: If you had to change your career, what would you do?
1: I would probably go into charity. I find it very fulfilling, but I'm also very commercially minded, so you can't necessarily make a lot of money in charity. Hence why I built this business earn money and give it back.
0: What's your perfect meal?
1: Oh, okay. I'd have nachos, gluten free nachos, with some. See, when I speak about food, my eyes light up. Um, so I've got like avocado, sour cream, jalapenos. Oh yeah, and I like a steak, like a steak medium rare, peppercorn sauce, sweet potato fries. Cool. And I'd even have a dessert.
0: <laughs> What's your perfect day?
1: Perfect day. Oh, um, sunshine picnic, um, like homemade picnic, but really cute. What the other person likes. Um, and then just going on some walk, maybe at a theme park actually but then you can sit and have your picnic after so you've got the adrenaline junkie and then you can like sit and chill with some nice music.
0: What was your first job?
1: I think it was in a shop, I think it was in Superdry um, but I stayed there for quite, quite a while actually um, but I've always worked, since I was a little girl I've always worked, if it was not with my nan and granddad at the arcade, um, it was yeah, always doing something.
0: What's your favourite film?
1: Oh, I've got a few. I like the Titanic. That's really cute. makes me cry. Um, what else do I like? I think I'll go with Titanic.
0: <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever been given?
1: Um, to live by faith. Um, I think we try and always live in our heads when actually you've got to live outside of your means and live by faith.
0: What's your dream car?
1: Um, I like cars. <laughs> I know. I do like cars. Um. Ooh, I like the car that I'm in. I'm happy with my car. What car? It's Mercedes. I like that brand. What, um, do,
0: you, what do you do in your spare time?
1: I, uh, oh God, I go and see different places, so I love going on adventures and I know it's sad, but sometimes I go by myself because I just want to switch off, go and explore someone new, go for a walk. I also like doing random things like boxing um, and yeah, just being.
0: Who inspires you?
1: Um, a few people. But I get my biggest inspiration from God and the people who serve God. And I just see what God does through people, and it's amazing.
0: What is the worst advice you've ever been given?
1: To. Oh, oh, this is tough, isn't it? It's not really advice, but to play it safe. So say when I first started this, there's always those people that you say, oh, don't do that, or what happens if that? And I think when people give you that kind of advice and don't push you to reach your potential, it can be quite damaging.
0: What's your favourite place in the world?
1: Um, My favourite place in the world? Do you know, I don't think I've been there yet. I'm only 24 and I think I've got a lot of the world that I'd like to see and that I plan to see. Um, So I don't think I've been there.
0: Um, What is your favourite app?
1: My alarm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't really, I I think phones can be really dangerous. I think social media and everything like that, apart from business purposes, I try and steer clear of it. Um, But yeah, I I wouldn't really say I'm attached to a particular app.
0: Cool. So um, what quote do you live by?
1: I can do all things in Christ who strengthens
0: Hello and welcome to the Forward Think Radio show and podcast on Switch Radio 107.5 with me Lou Bowlin, joined today by Lauren Valla from Habakkuk Recruitment, I'm based here in Birmingham. Welcome to the show, Lauren.
1: Hello.
0: How are you doing today?
1: Very well, thank you.
0: Fabulous. So we're here today to talk to Lauren about her background, about the experience that she's had growing um, a small business, but also to talk um, a little bit about some of the experiences you've had growing a business so that we can maybe provide some value and knowledge to the listeners here today. So, Lauren, do you want to kick us off really talking a little bit about you, where you are at the moment, and the exciting business
1: that you're running? Of course. So, I started the company originally, um, plonked in my bedroom with just a laptop and a phone. Um, I took quite a few risks, actually. I'd just got my mortgage on my house, and I thought... Do you know what? There's never a good time to start a business. It's just about taking that leap of faith. Um, Quickly started to discover that there was money to be made in what I was doing, um, having been previously trained in the sector. Um, and then yeah that's when I took one of my first well actually the family worked within the business to start which was great then we took Molly the superstar on and since we've joined entrepreneurial spark and which has supported the growth of the business and yeah, it's it's been a journey I mean there's been some real highs but there's also been some real lows and it's just staying peaceful throughout any situation really
0: definitely and so how long have you been running the business now
1: so we're in our second year of business, so it's still early days, um, but yeah, it's exciting.
0: So how many are in the team now at the moment?
1: Um, seven of us at the moment, um, a couple of them are part-time, um, but yeah, it's been a case of needing people. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't run a business as a solo entrepreneur. You yeah. need people in different skills and different ideas.
0: Hmm. So I guess there are lots of people out there who are at various different points in our business that listen to the show. but, um, you know, there will be people out there who maybe have this goal to, to grow a business but at the moment are oh, that one man band. they are their self and you know, I know I've done it before where I've taught myself out of recruiting people for various reasons, I've been mean, oh no I can do it myself and this and that. You know, how did you overcome that initial step of taking on those first few people because of, uh, of course you know, I hear loads of people say that those first few initial employees are the hardest ones to take on, how did you uh, kind of overcome that challenge?
1: course i think you need to be stable so what i did quite quickly is i got cash into the bank quite quickly so that i knew that if i took somebody on that i could afford i would need to train them up so Mm. i had that kind of um, backlog of of the cash to be able to take time away from my sales to invest in people until they were up to speed but it's never easy and it's always a risk because you know especially if you're in a startup business you tend to take people with less experience so you're personally investing in these people mm-hmm. Um, but I do also would like to say to be careful to not grow too quickly yeah because I think that sometimes happens you know you need to balance the profits getting people in and growing the business
0: yeah and I guess the question I've got is that you're completely right with um, startup businesses I guess and I see it a lot with small businesses who are taking on this first in so occasionally also when they have young founders they tend to recruit and want young people and i know i definitely do that for our business and how have you found it recruiting young people what's kind of been your approach you know i guess recruitment you know maybe the way that people apply for jobs is changing maybe for the positives from less of a you know you give me your cv i read your cv and i use this piece of paper to dictate what you are like as a human mm-hmm. being you know maybe that way doesn't isn't the best way of recruiting people mm. what's kind of been your like recruitment strategy if you like to get really really great talented people
1: yeah we're not all spring chickens <laughs> <laughs> got my mom who i employ <laughs> she's she'd to say she was a spring chicken but um, I think there's a balance. You need, you do need people with a bit of experience, but they come with a higher salary. Mm. Um, but I do think you need to do an equal and fair recruitment process. So we have people from different ethnicities, different backgrounds, obviously being sort of an ethical-based Christian company. Not everybody who works in the company are Christian, and I'm okay with that.
0: It's just about, yeah, making sure that you get a... Rec- you know, that's something I've learned. I remember when I first started off in business, and I thought, well, what's my recruitment strategy? <laughs> it's to recruit loads of people who are like me. Yeah. You know, and I thought, well, I have a particular value, and if you have a particular value, whether that's hard work, or whether that's a particular value in communication style, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you recruit 50 people who are exactly mm-hmm. like you, then that's going to grow a diverse team, that's going to grow the best team. Mm-hmm. And I realised you know, completely that is not the opposite. I want people in my team who don't share the same um, you know if they don't share the same fundamental values mm. then there might be an underlying problem but you know I'm happy to have people in our team who disagree with certain things in the business and are challenging us yeah. and are innovating and yeah. thinking different ways and I've just realized through all the businesses that I've supported that building that diverse team is so so important mm. so other than like recruitment and you know getting the right people what have been the other like fundamental things that you've been focusing on to grow your business to the position it's in now in the, in the last like two years then?
1: Um, looking into the market potentially, um, looking at our current customer base, um, trying to build on our retention strategy. So it's great having a customer come to the business, but it's how do you retain them? Um, and the more that I look into that strategy, we want repeat business, it's, the, it's easier than new business. Um, and just kind of being fearless, you know, going out there and, and marketing yourselves and, is knock, knocking on the door of a client and saying work with this you know
0: mm. and you know I've, I've learned so much about different ways of you know things that you can do to really you know impress someone that you don't know because I guess you know some one of the biggest challenges I think for many businesses mm. especially ones you know client services businesses is about getting in front of the right people. Of course. Um and sometimes that can be quite a you know, we talked about it off first sometimes it can be quite a scary thing to yeah. do, you know, going to someone yeah. who you've never met before, yeah. who's very important in a particular company and pitching your products. Um and at you know, have you got any strategies that you'd maybe give to someone who's in that similar position where they really, really need to be having a conversation of I don't know we're in Birmingham now let's look around someone <laughs> at Regis yeah. um, and they really need to have that conversation what would be your kind of strategy to to approach in a conversation?
1: What so they want new business?
0: Yeah so what would be you know if you had to go and speak to the someone senior at Regis what's what's the strategy you've approached
1: of um, course. Well, people are a bit skeptical about a cold call, but everybody likes to be communicated in a different way. So some might appreciate a phone call, some might appreciate an email, some might want to be reached out to on LinkedIn, other people would be happy if you just turned up at the office and said, do you want to grab a coffee? Mm. Um, I think understanding who you're dealing with, so reach out to them in a, in a gentle way, understand the way they like to be spo- like spoken to or dealt with, and then if you can secure a meeting, do it, you know? Mm.
0: Definitely, yeah. That makes sense. So uh, what I was going to say was, you know, has there been, you know, presumably with that approach there are always the positives and the negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and in business, you know, some, I was talking to a family member of mine and we were talking about business. And some people say business is like a roller coaster mm-hmm. and it kind of is, although it almost feels like how a roller coaster goes up and then down and yeah. up and down. Yeah. Business is all kind of loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of ups but then loads and loads and loads of downs, but they're all together cool. and they're never spread out, which often makes you feel, oh, goodness me, this is awful. But then equally you have times when you're on top of the world because everything's going so right. You know, I guess there's, you know, people are people, people, everyone has a mental, you know, people sometimes have difficulty mentally in business mm. Um, and it's something you need to prepare yourself for, I guess. Mm. But has there been any kind of, what advice would you give to people who maybe at the moment are going through loads of downs
1: in business? you're going to get them, set expectations. Even I'm sat here with the biggest amount of faith in God. I still experienced something two weeks ago, well, it was longer than that now, a few weeks ago, which was absolutely like, was crippling, um, but it's persevering and it's that resilience to keep going. And it's almost like the mentality behind it, even though you're faced with a certain situation or a test or a trial, you're just going to keep pushing forward and be around like-minded people that are going to say, come on, Lazar, keep going. Mm. you know, it's that it's that strength in God though, yes. I'd say.
0: And you know, I hear it so many times about being around the right people yeah. and it kind of proves that it's such an important thing. Um, you know, have there been any particular ways or tactics that you've got to the right people and made your made yourself is it kind of recruiting the right people but also going to the right events and you know it's being in the right sort of community and presumably, you know, this this E-Spark. position eSpark yeah. you're in now Be, you know, could you maybe tell everyone what eSpark is and, yeah. and what, how it's helped your business
1: so entrepreneurial spark has been an absolute blessing um, to this business not just to the business but to me as an entrepreneur, we're around like minded people so if we have got a challenge we can go and cry to, to someone else, um, going to the right events that inspire us um, and pushing one another as well, we've got access to enablers that coach us Mine's Josh, which is amazing, Um, and also mentors with um, experience in business. Definitely.
0: that's great. That's really cool. And for anybody that isn't familiar with an Entrepreneurial Spark, an Entrepreneurial Spark is a a business accelerator program, Mm -hmm. um, which is um, powered by NatWest, Mm who are a bank here in the United Kingdom. Um, and definitely have helped many many small businesses across the uk so we're going to take um, a short break now on the forward think radio show and podcast with me luke Bowden, joined today by lauren valour and um, we very very we will be back very shortly and we'll continue to talk about business um, and some of lauren's learnings in the last two years of running uh, a really successful business so we'll speak to you in a bit Hello and welcome back to the Forward Think Radio show and podcast on Switch Radio 107.5 with me, Luke Bowden. Joined today with Lauren Valor from Habakkuk Recruitment um, here in Birmingham. Um, So we were just talking before the break a little bit about Lauren, about some of her challenges starting a business. Um, And I guess, Lauren, you know, I hear um, lots of people who um, are thinking about starting a business. um, But the thing that, you know, something I've learned is that in business often there isn't someone to give you permission to do things mm. so nothing will get done unless you go right I'm gonna do this and I'm prepared to make a mistake and I guess lots of that comes down to trusting yourself and mm. um, so you know when you what was kind of the point where you said right I'm gonna trust myself I'm gonna do this how did that process kind of play through your mind and how did it all pan out and I guess there's been various different instances of that throughout the business hasn't there? Mm.
1: Um, I'm gonna get is scriptural. So throughout this process, yes, I've trusted myself, but I've actually trusted something bigger than that. Um, it says in Proverbs to trust in the Lord with all your heart and to lean not on your own understanding and he will guide your path. And I think sometimes if we're not true to what, we, what we're trusting in, things can go wrong. But if you trust in God, he'll protect you. sound like a loop (laughs) no no that makes sense
0: that makes sense i can tell that you've kind of read into that yeah i have lots of times
1: it's the truth
0: definitely and has there been you know when you when you started the business
1: Mm.
0: how long did it take you from when the idea came into your mind that you know there was a commercial benefit to this business and there was money to be made and that you could do a really cool thing from the point that, that came into your mind yeah. and that you went, oh, this is a cool idea, yeah. to when you executed, yeah. quit the job, started full-time, how did it all manifest itself? Or was it more of a transition yeah. than less kind of cut through the middle sort of thing?
1: It was a transition. So actually when I first started about the brand, it wasn't even necessarily in recruitment. Um, I had a revelation one day where I sat there, had my mortgage coming in, got our payments coming out, and I was like... I need to do something Um, and I knew that I was good at recruitment I knew that I'd been trained I could bill I brought money in so straight away I I kind of pivoted and I just thought I'll just try it and it worked and then from there it kind of snowballed and took off Um, but commercial business isn't fulfilling for me which is why I have the charitable stuff too because I don't work money to make money, I work money so I can give it back and go and explore new places. So. Yeah.
0: You see, it's so interesting you say that. So you know, our business is a consultancy business, Yeah. Yet I hate the principle of consultancy. Yeah. Not that I hate the idea of consultancy, it's just consultancy is a horrible business yeah. to run. So you know, for us it's every hour you work, you have to capture and you monetize as many hours as possible, but that requires so much resource management, it's such a very difficult and the issue is that, you know, often you find yourself focusing so much on how many hours have been spent by who on what and how much money have they made, and you spend less time focusing on, right, let's get a really good output for this client. So actually sometimes, like, the, the approach to consultants is really difficult. You know, the best scenario for, for us, I think, would be to develop a situation where a client comes. They say, we give you this amount of money for this outcome, mm. and you know that there's this amount of money coming into the bank account every mm. month, mm. and your constant focus is on delivering that outcome. Mm. You know, Has there been anything that you've done in your business to do things slightly differently, perhaps, in the way that you run a commercial business?
1: Yeah, of course. I think you have to put processes in place. Um, so we quite quickly moved on to a CRM system where I could start tracking the conversion, um, managing the process quicker. As we bring new people into the team, they need to be aware of this is the process that we follow. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of tracking that. But my business model is a little bit different to yours. So we don't build per hour, hmm. we build per placement. So maybe that's yeah, the difference yeah, in our business models. No, that
0: makes sense. And I guess, so you just talked about CRM, and obviously CRMs are so important for businesses. Yes. So many people see CRMs as quite a basic thing. You find someone, you put them into a CRM, but they're so sophisticated and they can do so much for improving processes in your business. Maybe, do you want to talk a little bit about your CRM and some of the improvements process that 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 enables for your business of
1: course so we um well originally being the entrepreneur that was i set up on a free crm system i was just like profits high let's do it but then as the business grew i understood that data is so valuable so we actually moved over to a bespoke crm system um specific for recruiting and i invested heavily in the software um and it really helps us understand who we're targeting Hmm. how we're speaking to our customers too so say if one of the girls chats to a customer i can kind of have a look at the conversations that they're having how valuable is that we want to know about our clients we Mm. want to know if they've gone on holiday recently and it's kind of remembering that because our brain is powerful but we are forgetful as humans Mm. so it's nice to kind of keep on top Got keep on top of it.
0: Yeah, and is there anything else that the CRM kind of allows you to do or...?
1: Yeah, so we track all of our data, our emails pull through, sounds spooky doesn't it, <laughs> um, it's, it's easy so it saves time, um, if we get an email through we can literally pass that data straight into the CRM system, yeah. obviously with GDPR coming up that's going to be a little bit more tricky now. Um, but yeah, it's it's very important it's the backbone
0: of a business and I guess you know something you know obviously for us a business we're constantly dealing with improving processes for businesses but sometimes there are two things two different types of things that need improving and sometimes they can be linked so sometimes you need to improve a process yeah but other time it's about improving a behavior and the reason I say sometimes they can be linked is because you know CRM Mm. is an example of getting really good data on your customers, the enabler to do that is a CRM, but actually making sure that works successfully Mm -mm. is a behavioral thing because you've got to encourage people and incentivize people to use that CRM. How did you kind of go through the transition of where you weren't using using a CRM to where you were, and how did you kind of pull the people along not pull them, dragging and screaming, but incentivize them and show them the benefits of this serum. How did that kind of transition go ahead?
1: What you've said, by the way, is exactly spot on. It is about how you use the software. You could have the best software in the world, but if you don't know how to use it, it's, it's invaluable. Um, so I've always used a CRM system so when I even started just myself I was tracking what I was doing I was making sure that I was logging everything then we do training manuals so when people start we've got a training manual that will show them this is how you use it and this is the benefit of why you use it but people are tr- people are tricky aren't they mm-hmm. you still got a- you know have you put that in the system so I'm like a nagging
0: mom yeah, definitely yeah and I guess something we talked about earlier was kind of setting goals and measuring the goals mm-hmm. that you set um you know has has your CRM allowed you because something that many people talk about is you know if you let's take something like your net worth as yeah. an individual your net worth as a business mm-hmm. If you don't track something, you often find it very hard to measure it and to improve it. Yeah. And I guess a CRM can work in that same principle. You know, yeah. you tracking your conversions, yeah. you know, allows you to see how your conversions improve or otherwise yeah. over time. And how's kind of, you know, setting a goal and processes, you know, what's kind of been your approach to setting goals and making sure you measure them as a business?
1: Okay, so this is where I can talk about me personally and then my business mind. I really struggle. I never really created myself to be this director that I now am, that needs these targets, these KPIs. I I literally just started as an entrepreneur and now I'm like fearful because I look back and I think, wow, I actually need to monitor all of this stuff. I need to track it and convert it. I've got all these people that I need to be responsible for and it's really difficult because my goals have been faith-based. So it's like, oh, I'd like to get this property. I'd like to do this. And now, all of a sudden, I have to set specific goals, KPIs, conversions, and it's it's mind-blowing. Mm.
0: It is. And how's kind of, you know, I guess when you um, are a business, sometimes the way that you set team goals yeah. and goals of your team yeah. is very different to when you were and yeah. doing recruitment and then, uh, by yourself. And I guess, you know, something that... It kind of comes down to the, the fact that people will support what they created. Yeah. So if you create goals jointly with your team, yeah. then they are more likely to believe in those goals because yeah. they see the role they have in it you Great. know how's your kind of setting the goals changed from when it was you through to where you are now where you've got you know a really cool team around you
1: yeah um having monthly one-to-ones now is something that we put in place um understanding what we've done in the last month what they're going to do in the next month Um, But do you know what I think it is, Luke? I think it's holding people accountable to those goals as well. Because you could set a goal, put it on a piece of paper, put it under your bed, never look at it again. You need to keep reevaluating, well, you said you wanted to do this, have you done it yet? Yeah. You know?
0: And I guess, you know, something that I know I've got and I you know, we talked earlier about you've got one as well, is like a coach. Yeah. Like a, a business coach yeah. or a mentor. Um, you know, how, how anyone that might be listening that is looking for mentoring or coaching, you know, mm. what would be your kind of advice and how has it helped you as a small business owner?
1: It's really helped me. It's lonely being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, it is, it's tough. You don't really have somebody that you can go and cry to or have a cuddle Um, So having somebody there that's business-minded but cares for you um, is really beneficial.
0: Definitely. Thank you, Lauren. We're going to take another short break now, but after the break we'll be back to talk a little bit about maybe life, work-life balance, Mm -hmm. whether it exists, whether it doesn't exist. You know, lots of (laughs) Lots of people um, have their various different opinions on how you can achieve it. Um, So this is the uh, Forward Think Radio Show and Podcast with me, Luke Bowden, joined today by Lauren Valla from Habakkuk Recruitment. We will see you after the break. Hello and welcome back to the Forward Think radio show and podcast with Melick Bodin on Switch Radio 107.5. Joined today by Lauren Valor from Habakkuk Recruitment here in Birmingham in the UK. Um, Welcome back, Lauren. Hello. (laughs) So um, before the break, we were talking a little bit about setting goals, measuring them, etc., etc. And in business, it can always be very much corporate set a goal we must stick to this goal but you know it's really important actually that some of the goals are balanced yeah. and they're about you personally and yeah. also for the business yeah. um and I guess how have you kind of um approached work-life balance as an open question <laughs> and is it something you believe in mm. what's been your approach yeah. how have you made sure you're spending time on yourself not just on the business
1: um, talking about business and personal goals. If you go back in there and look at the whiteboard at the back, everybody has to write personal and business goals because I want to make sure that everybody is here and being personally invested in as well. Um, what was the question? Yeah,
0: just so to remind all <laughs> listeners out there, so we're based. Uh, we're currently sitting in an entrepreneurial spark and okay. um, building in Birmingham, which is a program supported by NatWest here in the UK and um, so Lauren and her team are based here and obviously mm-hmm. you just said about how you display your goals on the wall mm-hmm. but the question Lauren sorry was around um, work life balance and how do you and also I guess you encourage your team yeah. to invest in their personal goals and having a work life balance.
1: Yeah so I've actually had um, a revelation quite recently so when I first started I was a workaholic I was and that's probably why we were able to be successful quite quickly. Um, and then I just had this moment where we were faced with an investment opportunities and I panicked and I was like this isn't the life that I necessarily want. I don't want to be working my life away all the time and I don't want to drag people along on that journey with me. I think there's everything in moderation so now I'm setting myself goals to be more disciplined, to spend time with my friends, to go and experience life. Um, it's about the journey not the destination and um, I'm really having like this crazy revelation of my life at the minute
0: and that's so important I guess you know so many people um, when people go into business something I've discovered when people go into business for the money or for the end result which will take years and years and years to get Mm. but you don't actually enjoy the thing that you're doing the chances of you achieving it are very little because Mm. you know the best and the most successful business people are the people that do things because they're passionate about them and yeah. do things because they enjoy the journey yeah. and they, they love them. Yeah. Um, so kind of what, if you if you had to say then, Lauren, in the last kind of few months as you've been learning and making yourself more disciplined on work-life balance, yes. what have kind of been the, um, the tactical things that you've done? So for me, I know that what I do is I always block time out in the diary mm-hmm. to do personal things. And I, you know, make sure that I treat them as importantly as I would come into this meeting today and meeting with you. And I, you know, the things that are really important to me, just like a meeting in work, I make sure that I put that level of emphasis and discipline onto a personal, you know, personal um, kind of activity. So have you got any like tactical things that you've done to make sure that you are more disciplined with your work-life balance?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, ta- as in tactical, so like booking things in the, d- yeah, so now I will actually book things in the diary to go and see different places even if i'm alone loner and go and see them by myself um but also making sure i switch off as well mm. so um, i'll actually turn my phone off now and i'll be like no no one is speaking to me right now mm. um and i think you have to do that for your own sanity yeah you know
0: definitely and it's so important and i guess so i, I mean another question i got is that you know so Lauren, we talked obviously a little bit about your business and how a driving force in your business is doing good for the community and doing good for society. Do you want to talk like maybe a little bit about your Christian journey and how you've kind of got to where you are now, like Christian wise? Have you always been a Christian or is it something you discovered recently? Or
1: No, I haven't always been a Christian. In fact, I can relate. I used to be a little, <laughs> little raver, going to uni. I was not an angel. I wasn't. And I was very depressed very anxious and I had an encounter with God that completely changed my life Um, and I cannot emphasize enough that I've been there so when people are feeling low or that they don't know where they're going and they feel this emptiness and this void I have been that person and I was just lucky enough to experience the love of God it changed my life and ever since that um I wanna I wanna give back. I want other people to experience this sense of joy and this sense of peace that I've experienced, but mm. you know, not everybody's gonna be open to it are they?
0: And I guess, you know, presumably the way that you we talk about work life balance and yeah. Christianity is something you constantly get better at. Yeah. And how do you kind of you know, how what's your process to make sure that you are in business but also personally constantly developing yourself, you personally, and not always, you know, I know that I spend loads of time focusing on our business and developing the business, the Mm. people in the business. But often, you know, as a leader, you need to make sure you're constantly improving yourself. How do you kind of make time and focus on continuous professional development?
1: Yeah, so Entrepreneurial Spark obviously helped me with that, um, getting coached from the enablers and making sure that I'm working on my mindset. Um, I've got mentors like Diane, who's actually incredible, that supports me from sort of a HR and personal development perspective. Going to church and reading the Word of God, you can't possibly be a leader without being positively influenced in the right way, you've got people that you're responsible for now, you're technically a role model and it's Mm. scary because it's just like, oh, these people are actually looking up to me. It's it's, it's, it's scary, it's scary.
0: It's really cool and I guess another question that I've got is that a fundamental pillar in your business is the setup of that business and the fact that, you know, you're not just in it to make as much money as possible, one of your big goals is about giving back. Yeah. Yeah, really good maybe if you could talk about the setup of your business and you know how giving back is a fundamental i guess objective yeah, for the business of
1: course. um so as i said earlier um i wasn't feeling fulfilled just making money for what purpose you know like i, I can live my life but i wanted to improve the lives of others so 10 percent of our net profit goes into various courses and um, so we fed the homeless on christmas day we did a workshop the other day we've got one um, next Wednesday with Miss Macaroon, who helped children that don't have any education and getting back into work. And it's causes like these and the partnerships that we're making, where we're making a positive impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do in the commercial business anyway. We get people great roles, but we wanted something more.
0: Yeah, and I guess it's so important because when you look at so many businesses, mm-hmm. their actual objectives in terms of go- doing good things are quite slim. You know, yeah. you recruit people and you try and give them a a good standard of life yeah. but then one of the big goals is right so how do we reduce our corporation tax bill yeah. and this and that and you kind of realise that when you've got all this money and you're trying to spend it all very quickly mm. you do think in perspective and think right where could I invest this money mm. in a way which is actually going to do good mm. for society. Yeah. Um, so I guess going forward then Lauren you know as the business is growing yeah. what's kind of the five year vision for the business <sighs> and also for you yeah, personally?
1: Okay. I'm having a weird moment at the minute (laughs) so we were gonna potentially go with recruitment entrepreneur I don't know if I'm allowed to air this but we were gonna go with recruitment entrepreneur Um, I had this weird moment where I was like no this isn't right for the business and I took a step back and re-evaluated how we're gonna do this organically and at a slower pace I can't help but feel that I've got so much more of the world to see, and I'd like to incorporate that into the business a little bit more. Yes, I want to grow the business, but I also want to experience life as well. And that's a really honest answer, and I don't even know if I should have said that, but it's the truth. Like, Mm. I want to build something amazing, I want to give back, but I want to see see the impact it makes, you know, on a larger scale in different places. (laughs)
0: But I guess, you know, there's something, it's worth saying that, you know, I guess you... I don't know this for fact, but presumably, you know, you maybe have a type of business where you could work from different locations. Yes. And, you know, something that I've always thought about for our businesses, you know, I've, so we're now, for anyone listening, of course, we are in February 2018. We're in Birmingham in the UK. It's very wet outside. It's windy. <laughs> it's not the most exciting weather, whilst I hope he's listening, but a um, uh, friend of mine and videographer, Ben... He's currently in Dubai, he's in Thailand, he's, you know, doing his job whilst travelling and having a great fun, great time. And something that I'd love to do is I'd love to do that with our business. But I guess, you know, being in the room, you know, the between the two of us, I guess there's no reason why we couldn't yeah. pitch. If you've managed to set, set up a successful business in Birmingham in the UK... Yeah. I don't see any reason why you couldn't take that same model and develop a series of clients elsewhere mm. and use that to, to grow the business yeah. um, and I guess maybe that's a goal for, for both of us yeah. then um, because there's no reason you couldn't you know and I'm sure that there are people in the business who would also want to do a similar thing yeah. and just you know I guess one of the um, points to maybe finish on is that um, something that I've learned and I don't know how you if this is something that you've learned, Lauren is that You know, we talked earlier about knowing how to grow a business and actually sometimes the best way to grow a business is to actually grow a business. For so many people out there at the moment, they have this thing which brings them in money every month and the requirement to bring in money is for them to be there, for them to do this step, to to do this activity. And sometimes that isn't actually a business and it seems what we've talked about today has been a lot about processes, putting processes in place it's been about you know setting up systems mm. and I guess all of that is so fundamental to grow a business that if you take a day off take a week off and then eventually take a few months off which might be you know the goals that you have then the business should continue and I guess the underlining factor of if it does or doesn't kind of comes down to the, the, the if you've built a business mm. kind of thing mm. so I guess a I guess, final question maybe Lauren to, to finish on is you know is the things that you're doing in your business to maybe like future-proof the business so that at some point, you know, I guess when the point I'm getting to is that there are loads of businesses out there at the moment which aren't very resilient. Mm. You know, they require a person to mm. be in the office mm. every day telling people what to do, mm. doing particular activities mm. for the business to succeed. Mm-hmm. You take that crucial part out of the business, the yeah. business falls down. You know, what have kind of been the things that you've been doing to like future-proof the business going forward?
1: Of course, hiring the right people. Um, hiring people that are autonomous, self motivated. I do not want to be a micromanager. I don't want to be that person. I just want to lead, inspire, and everybody just get on with their job. Like, mm. but having the right systems in place. Um, you know. Having KPIs, but not holding, like just trusting that somebody's going to do what they're supposed to do. Mm. Um, but I just think it comes down to the person. Yeah. You could have the best process in place, but if that person doesn't want to follow it, they won't. Yeah. People, are, you can't control people. I guess it's
0: the behavior and the process thing, yeah. isn't it? A behavior in the system. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Lauren. If anyone wants to reach out to you, learn more about your journey, yeah. learn more about Habakkuk recruitment, and maybe some of the cool stuff that you do um, at the company, how can people contact you?
1: Um, you can send me an email in the first instance, which is laurenhabakukrecruitment.com. So that's H A B A K U K recruitment.com, or connect with me on LinkedIn.
0: Brilliant, and what we'll make sure we do is however you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on YouTube or on um, iTunes, we'll make sure that we put the link to Lauren um, and her um, various means of contactability um, in the description. Thank you very much, Lauren, for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed yourself.
1: Thank you. I hope I wasn't boring.
0: (laughs) No, brilliant. Thank you very much, Lauren. This is the um, Forward Think Radio show and podcast on Switch Radio 107.5 with me, Luke Bowden. We will see you next week.